Let's give him a good Bendale welcome, this pulpit this morning. God bless him. Would you lift your hands together all across the house of the Lord this morning? Would you, could we lift our voices together? Would you begin to talk to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? I wonder, would you feel after His presence? Would you feel after His touch? God, I thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your kindness, for your mercy, Lord. God, we thank you, Jesus. God, we know that you are in this house, God. Lord, we know that there is nothing too hard for you, nothing that you cannot do, that you cannot accomplish in this place today, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, how many believe God's able to touch your mind this morning? So how many believes God's able to touch your mind this morning? He's able to touch your heart. He's able to touch your spirit. Hallelujah. There's nothing that he cannot accomplish in this house today. God, I thank you for your mercy. God, I thank you for your grace. God, I thank you for your love and kindness toward us, Lord. John chapter 20, verse number 19. John chapter 20, verse number 19. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this house. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I want God to have his way in this place. I said, I want God to have his way in this house. Amen. He's able to save. He's able to deliver. He's able to renew. He's able to restore. He's able to bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free. Amen. Every captive soul free. Amen. It doesn't matter what you're bound by. It doesn't matter what you feel like has been holding you back. It doesn't matter what kind of lies the devil's been telling you. Amen. He's able, God is able to set every captive soul free. It doesn't matter what kind of prison you feel locked up in. It doesn't matter what kind of bondage you feel has a hold of you. God is able to move for you this morning. John chapter 20, verse number 19 says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst, saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. And saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Jesus shows up in a locked room where men have gathered for fear of the Jews. And the first thing that Jesus says unto them peace be unto you. And then he showed them the work that he had done for them. Showed them the, his hands and his side. And then again told them peace be unto you. Would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together one more time all across this sanctuary. God, we come before you right now. God, I pray that you'd empty me and myself, my own ideas, my own opinions. God, I pray that you'd fill me with your holy anointing. God, use me as a tool 
as an instrument in the palm of your hand, God. Lord, I pray that your love would penetrate every heart in this house today, God. Lord, I pray that your love would wrap somebody up in their mind today, God. Let them know that you are still a mighty Savior, that you are still a, a mighty deliverer. You have not diminished in power. You have not grown weak from year to year or day to day, but God, you are still the same healer, the same deliverer that you've always been. God, I pray, Lord, that you would show up and make a way even where there seemeth to be no way. God, let your anointing destroy every yoke of bondage. Let your anointing break every chain that will try to hinder, that will try to hold back. God, Lord, let us run freely into your presence, God, for we know that where your spirit is, there is liberty. We know that where you dwell, there is freedom, God, over anything that will try to war against our minds, over any depression, fear, anxiety, over any sin that will try to consume us, God. Lord, I thank you that it is because of your mercies and your compassions that fail not, that we are not consumed. It's because of your hand and your grace and your long suffering toward us, God. Lord, that we're able to stand here today, God, anoint every ear to hear your word, God. Lord, and if any good thing would happen in this house today, God, let it be said that it's because of your anointing. Come on, let's put our hands together. Oh, come on, somebody ought to lift your voice. Come on, somebody ought to lift your voice. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody ought to speak that name. That name, Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. Oh, there's restoration in the name of Jesus. Come on, he is your everything. He is your answer right now, today. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I want to preach to you this morning what God has laid on my heart. Amen. We need the breath of God. We need the breath of God. Amen. Of everyone that's sitting here in this building, in this room today, amen, I'm sure we could all look around and enter into conversation with one another. Maybe we could find a lot of things that we have in common. But there's one thing that is obvious, although we would probably not name it if we were trying to find something in common with one another. And that is that each and every one of us depend upon the breath that we breathe. Each and every one of us have that in common. That without breath, there would be no life. Everyone that you see walking in town or, or everyone that you see sitting here this morning, you know one thing, that there is breath in their lungs. You know that they are breathing because they are yet alive. Because without that breath, there is no life. But can I ask you this morning, do you own that breath that you breathe? Or does that breath belong? To somebody else. Job chapter 34 verse 14 says, If he, speaking of God, if he set his heart upon man, if he gather unto himself his spirit and his breath, all flesh shall perish together, and man shall turn again unto dust. The writer here, or the speaker here in Job was letting us know that if God so chooses, He could take one giant breath of air, He could inhale one massive time and withcall and withdraw all of His breath that He has allowed us to breathe. And it wouldn't take very long for life to, uh, to diminish and for life to fade away because uh, without the breath of God, there is no life. And that man would turn back to the dust from which he was taken uh, and back to the dust from which he was created. Uh, and I tell you here today under the sound of my voice uh, that all breath belongs to God. Uh, all life belongs to God. Uh, every breath I take uh, has been given to me by God. Uh, it 
it is not my own. It does not belong to me, but God has allowed me another breath, another moment, another opportunity. And if you're sitting here this morning, God has allowed you this moment in time. These next few breaths that you're breathing, they are alone from God. God has given you another chance, another opportunity to breathe in the air of life. The writer in Job, the speaker in Job said, without that breath, man would return yet again to the dust of the earth. Genesis 2 and 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. God formed man from the very dust of the ground and man lay there upon the ground lifeless with no movement but yet created in the image of God. And then God gets down to where that man is upon the ground and God breathes life into man's nostrils. He breathes breath into man's nostrils. And the Word of God tells us that that breath brings life into that man. And man became a living soul. If it was not for the breath of God, you would not be here. If it was not for the breath of God, I would not be here. Not only did God form me in my mother's womb, not only did God form you in your mother's womb, but he put the breath of life within you. He gave you that life-giving oxygen. He gave you that life-bringing air. And can I tell you this morning that we are on loan from God of that breath that he has given us. I wonder, hey, how many more breaths do I have to breathe before God recalls that breath and there is no more chance and there is no more opportunity but here today in the house of God God has allowed me one more opportunity to enter into his gates and to come before him and to make his praise known and to make his praise glorious God has given me another breath where I can search my heart and say God create in me a clean spirit and renew create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me oh God Job 33 and 4 says the spirit of God hath made me and the breath of the almighty hath given me life breath belongs to the almighty breath belongs to God and he allows Give me life. The Spirit of God made me, created me, but His breath animates my body. His breath causes me to live and move, and to function by the mighty breath that God has so graciously given or loaned unto me until the time that he would recall that breath back unto himself. It is clear, and each and every one of us here would agree, I'm sure, that without that natural breath, we would die. Without that air that we breathe, there would be no life as we know it. And can I tell you this morning, it is the same way in the Spirit. We need the breath of God. We need God breathing upon us if we are going to be alive in the Spirit. Come on, it's not good enough to just live. It's not good enough to just exist. Oh, but can I tell you, there is a work that God desires to do in each and every man and woman's life. There is a work that God desires uh, to do in every boy and every girl's life. Uh, there is something that he wants to do not only in me uh, 
but in you. He says, I've already given you the breath of life, but I want to give you something. I want to give you a breath that goes beyond this life. I'm going to give you a breath that goes all the way into eternity so that you can live forever, so that you can live and not die. You don't have to be satisfied with the trappings of this life. You don't have to be satisfied with only the temporary, but by the power of God, he can give you a breath that will give you everlasting life. In John chapter 20, Jesus enters that locked room. And there, he speaks peace over their lives. These men that are gathered there, these disciples of God that are gathered there from fear of the Jews, has them locked up. Afraid to come out. And Jesus comes right where they are. And there he meets them in their fear. And he meets them in their anxiety. And he meets them in their depression. That says, I can't come out from where I am. Oh, what are people going to think about me? What are they going to say? That's that one that followed Jesus. And now Jesus, he claimed to be God. And he claimed all these mighty things, but he was crucified like an ordinary common criminal. He was crucified just like the thieves and the murderers and the rapists are crucified. He was killed just like an ordinary criminal. But can I tell you, Jesus showed up in that locked room with all the doubts and the fears and the things that were going through their mind and he understood that if I'm going to touch them and if I'm going to reach them I've got to first break through all those things in their mind and you're sitting here this morning with overwhelming doubt and overwhelming insecurities in your spirit and you're wondering how could God ever love me like that? How could God ever care for me like that? How could God want to use me after everything that's happened in my life? How could God want to do a work in me after all the failures and all the mistakes and all the ups and downs that I've been through can I tell you he's here to speak peace over your troubled mind he's here to speak peace over the situation that's going on in your spirit he's here to move in your life he's here to break through the noise he's here to break through the depression he's here to break through the lies of the enemy he's here to break through your anxiety and tell you before you were ever born I had my hand on your life before you ever breathed your first breath I'm the one that was giving it to you can only imagine the thoughts that were going through their minds. He said this kingdom would be an everlasting kingdom. But he was hung on a cross. And he was crucified. He said we was going to rule and reign. Have all this power and all this dominion. But I don't feel very victorious right now. I'm hiding. Locked up in this room. Trying to keep everybody else on the outside. So I can feel a little bit of safety with where I'm at. But right in the middle of all this. Jesus shows up. Jesus is not afraid of your situation. Jesus is not scared to meet you right where you are. He said there's not a wall 
There's not a locked door. There's not a chain. There's not a lock that can stop me from finding you right where you are. Right in the middle of your chaos. Right in the middle of your doubt. Right in the middle of your questions. Right in the middle of your depression. Right in the middle of all these regrets that have stacked up on top of you. Right in the middle of all that shame. There shows up Jesus and what he wants to speak to you this morning is peace be unto you. I've come to bring you something that'll cut through that doubt. I've come to bring you something that'll cut through that fear. I've come to bring you something that while you don't know what's going on, I know what I'm doing in your life. And it could be that I brought you here for this time and this moment. We need the breath of God. Jesus said, I want to break through all these things because I really want to minister to them. I really want to let them know what I'm really wanting to do in their lives. And there, the fears, troubles, doubts. Jesus said, I want to really, I want to really touch them. I don't want to just Stand at a distance and speak over their lives. But I want to get close. And before I can get close to them, I got to break through that noise in their minds that says I'm unworthy. I got to break through them lies in their minds that says I'm not good enough. That says I don't deserve this. I got to break through those lies in the mind that says what's, what's everybody else going to think and, and what is everybody else going to say about what I'm doing. God said first I got to break through all that. Oh, but when I break through all of that, I want to do something special and I want to do something mighty in their lives. Can I tell you this morning, you could leave here this morning not allowing God, the peace of God to break down the walls in your mind. Or there could be something that begins to rise up in you. It says it doesn't matter what I'm feeling. It doesn't matter what I'm facing. The peace and the love and the mercy and the grace of God is greater than all of these. Hey, the mercy of God, the long suffering of God is greater than all my adversaries. It's greater than anything that I might be facing. And I might as well just let go and let God move in my life. I might as well just give up and let God move in. I might as well just give up and say, Lord, here I am. Take all of me, all my failures, all my faults, all my shortcomings. God, I give it all to you. He's not just looking at you saying, well, I want this and I want that because it's good. He says, no, Bring it all. Bring your brokenness. Bring your hurts. Bring your fears. Bring your failures. And let God speak peace over your life. Luke 10 and 39. And she said she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha. Thou art careful and troubled, troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Martha was cumbered about much serving. That word cumbered means to drag all around. That is, to distract. But Mary found a place at the feet of Jesus. And her, her attention was focused on every word that he had to speak to her. She was not distracted at his feet, but 
her breath hung on every word that he was speaking over her life. As she sat there saying nothing else matters except the fact that I'm at the feet of Jesus. But Martha, on the other hand, had all these things going on, keeping her hands busy. God help me, Jesus. I said she was keeping her hands busy. And in keeping her hands busy, it kept her away from the feet of Jesus. And, and she said, I gotta do all these things, and, and I gotta serve, and I gotta do this. And I tell you, if we're not careful, uh, the devil will keep our hands so busy uh, that we forget and we neglect uh, to take time at the feet of Jesus. Uh, when all the while Jesus is saying, uh, You don't have to try to entertain yourself, uh, you don't have to try to keep your mind busy. Uh, why don't you just sit at my my feet. Come on, those things that you're thinking about. They're dragging you around. They're pulling you around. Oh, but if you could somehow just find a place at the feet of Jesus and say, none of these distractions matter. None of these other things matter anymore. Let me hear the word of Jesus. Mary has chosen that good that good part. And Jesus said, I'm not taking it away from her. It's not going to be ripped from her grasp. I can tell you got troubles on your mind, Martha. If you're careful. You got things going on. You got things that you're worrying about. You got things that distract you from the main thing. You got things that are distracting you. Although Mary, uh, Martha, you know, uh, you know who I am, and you respect me, and and yes, Martha, you love me, and I know that you care about my words. Uh, I know it's not that you don't like my words, and I know it's not uh, that you don't like my presence. Uh, oh, but your your mind uh, is so busy uh, that you're forgetting and you're neglecting what is really important uh, in your life. Uh, and if we're not careful. That's the way we'll be. Oh, not only in the house of God, but while we're on the outside of the house of God, the adversary will fill our mind with so many thoughts and so many things that it begins to outweigh and it begins to take our focus off of Jesus. Just like when Peter was walking on the water and he took his eyes off and began to look at the waves. And I tell you, it's time for somebody to pick their eyes up off of the waves. It's time for somebody to pick their eyes up off of the storm and fix their eyes on Jesus uh, where they belong uh, because the storm ain't going to save you. Uh, the waves ain't going to save you. Uh, but Jesus is the one uh, that's going to save you. Uh, he's the one that's willing to stretch out his hand uh, and say I heard you cry Peter. Uh, I'm lifting you back up above the waves. Uh, I'm doing a work in your life. Uh, I'm doing something tremendous in your life. Uh, some of you feel like you're about to drown. Uh, some of you feel overwhelmed. Uh, why don't you call on Jesus? Why don't you say, Lord, I'm sinking. I'm going under. I need a deliverer. I'm about to lose my breath. But we need the breath of God. I said we need the breath of God to breathe revival, to breathe restoration back into our lungs. I pray that Jesus would speak peace in your mind today. Not so that he could just give you a little relief, but that he could really break through to you and really touch you like he wants to touch you. I pray that Jesus would speak peace to you. Not so you could just get up and leave feeling a little bit better than the way you came. And say, I, I feel pretty good. That was a pretty good service we had this morning. But I pray that Jesus would speak peace over you in such a way something will rise up in you and say I don't want just a little bit I don't want just a little relief I don't just want a little bit of feel good I live my life in the world like that enough oh but I'm going to run wholeheartedly down to that altar and I'm going to say God I'm sorry I'm sorry for everything I've done that's not like you it's not pleasing to you God I repent I'm turning around I'm making up my mind it's only because of the long suffering of God that 
he's allowed me to breathe another breath. He's allowed me to come. Can I tell you, not only do you need your natural breath, you need the spiritual breath of God more than you need your natural breath. Can I tell you, if you lose this breath, hey, where will you stand? Where will you spend eternity? Somebody needs to make up their mind. Hey, there's more to life than what I've been handed. There's more to life than what I've been walking through. There's much more, much more, much more at the feet of Jesus. (laughs) Jesus spoke peace. Then he showed him, Brother Bradford, he showed him his hand, showed him his side. That if you're doubting who I say I am, I want you to see the proof. The proof's in my hands. The proof's in my side. I paid a great price for you. I've done a great work for you. And then again, he says, peace be unto you. And then he makes his way in amongst them. And there, he gets close to them. And in order for you to feel somebody's breath, that means you got to be close to that person. That means that you've, you've had to allow that person to invade your private space. You've had to give that person permission to get close to you. Because that's getting a little intimate and that's not, not everybody gets to get that close. And, and in order for you to feel somebody's breath breathed upon you, uh, that means you've had to let your guard down uh, and you've had to uh, make yourself vulnerable uh, and say, I'm allowing myself, uh, I'm allowing you to step into my comfort zone. Uh, I'm allowing you to get close enough to me. Uh, oh, can I tell you, that's what Jesus wants to do uh, in your life this morning. Uh, he wants to pe- speak peace to you uh, so that you let your walls down and you say God I know I've been hurt I know I've been betrayed I know I've been stabbed in the back I know I've been done wrong but one more time God I'm making myself vulnerable not so man can hurt me but so that you can love me not so that I can be trampled on but so that you can touch me by your grace and by your spirit and by your power I'm telling you the Holy Ghost is in this house to minister to somebody the Holy Ghost is in this house uh, to let somebody know uh, I'm a chain breaker, uh, I'm a way maker uh, I'm a restorer uh, and I'll leave the 99 uh, to find just one Would you lift your voice and begin to pray with me right now all across the house? My wife would make her way to the music. Oh, I come to tell you this morning that the peace of God is in this house. The mercy of God is in this sanctuary. This is a sanctuary. This is a refuge. This is a strong tower where you can run and you can be safe. This is that refuge. This is the place where you can go in the time of trouble. That's what this place was made for. When we preached about it the other night, when Solomon dedicated the house of the Lord to God, he said, Lord, let this be a place where whoever has been called by your name no matter what situation they're in no matter what they're facing no matter where they're at in life if they could just look to this place if they could just remember the house of God if they could just remember the goodness of God and call on my name hey I will hear I will hear from heaven
I've got a lot more I could preach to you. But I feel the Holy Ghost reaching right now. I could tell you about Nicodemus. Jesus said, you must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. The wind blows where it listeth. It blows wherever it wants to blow. You hear the sound of it. You can't see the wind, but you can see the effects as it shakes the limbs and shakes the leaves, prunes the trees. You can feel it as it goes through your hair, blows your shirt back a little. You can feel it. You can't see it. And Jesus said, Nicodemus, that's how everybody is that is born of the Spirit. When God filled me with the Holy Ghost, they didn't nobody see me with my mouth opened up and, and a spiritual funnel above me being and, and something being poured out uh, down all on the inside of me. Uh, oh, but when it got on me, Brother Bradford, uh, they could tell, hey, uh, something's happening in that young man's life. Uh, and then all of a sudden there was a sound that came forth. Uh, it wasn't anything in my own doings, uh, but it was that sound, uh, that language that began to pour out of me uh, as the Spirit of God gave utterance. Uh, didn't nobody have to tell me? Uh, didn't nobody have to coach me? Didn't nobody have to slap me on the chin? Hey, but when God stepped in, God filled me, and I knew, and everybody else knew. They couldn't see it, but they could see the effects of it on my life. They could say, hey, something just happened in his life. Lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands. We need the breath of God. I said we need the breath of God in this house. I said we need the breath of God in this house. I pray that somebody would make up their mind right now. I'm not leaving the same way I came. I said I pray that somebody would make up their mind right now. I'm not leaving the same way I came. But I'm going to leave changed by the power of the breath of God in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need the breath of God. We need the breath of God. Can't even walk. Sister Moore, without him holding my hand. Every breath I breathe is not even mine. It's his. We serve a restore. We serve a God of revival. We serve a God of restoration. We serve a God that says, let me break through the noise in your mind. Come on, there's others that ought to come. There's others that ought to, ought to break under the power of the Holy Ghost this morning. Come on, come on. Hallelujah, God's been calling you. God's been dealing with you. God's been speaking to you. God's been stirring you in your sleep. God's been dealing with your heart and with your mind. Come on, you want to let the Holy Ghost saturate you this morning. You want to let God baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Evidence of speaking in other tongues in the name of Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. In this house, in this house, in this sanctuary. Come on, all you got to do is repent of your sins. All you got to do is say, Lord, I'm sorry for everything that I've done that I know was wrong. And God, I want you to baptize me with the Holy Ghost and with fire. 
God, I'm turning from every wicked way. I'm turning from everything that's not pleasing to you. I'm turning from everything that's not like you. Oh, God, I want to be saved. I don't want to be lost. If you were to take your breath from me, I don't want to spend eternity in hell. When you take your breath back, God, I don't want to begin to spend an eternity in torment. But, God, I want to live in paradise. I want to walk on those streets of gold. I want to see that river. And the first thing I want to do is behold the Lamb of God. Come on, I said all across this place. Come on, there's others you want to come to. I said there's others you want to come to. Come on, why wait? Peace of God is in this house. The peace of God is in this place. If you're sitting on the fringes, you want to break this morning. If you're lukewarm in your spirit, you want to find an altar to pray.
spirit, not by might, not by power, by my spirit. Send your spirit, not by power, by the spirit of the Lord. Would you send it, Lord? Send your spirit. Hey. Would you breathe? Spirit, breathe. Would you breathe? Would you breathe? Hallelujah.
Spirit breathe. Come on, would you say that as a prayer right now? Would you say that as a prayer right now? Would you say that as a prayer? Holy Ghost, breathe on me. Holy Ghost, breathe on me. Hallelujah. My efforts aren't good enough. My strength isn't good enough. I need you to breathe on me, Jesus. Come on, God's ministering in this house right now. I said, God's ministering in this house right now, yes. Breathe, oh. Say, Spirit, breathe. Would you breathe on us? Breathe on us. Would you breathe? Come and breathe. your spirit not by my not by my power by your spirit send your spirit What a move of the Lord that's in this house this morning. To reach into our lives, to speak to us, to minister to us in this house. Go back to your scripture text. I'm not going to read it all. But I want to bring your attention to the very next verse. He didn't read it. I believe it's God's will for him not to read it. But after this encounter with Jesus, and he breathes on us, and he shows us the true path of forgiveness and cleanliness, watch the very next verse. These are the words of Jesus. Whosoever sins, e remit. Remit is the same term that you find in baptism in Jesus' name for remitting, which simply means forgiving. Forgiven. <laughs> Whosoever sins, ye remit. 
they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins he retain, they are retained. It's after this experience is the only way that we really learn how to forgive. To really forgive. Thank God for the encounter with Jesus Christ. They can take a heart that's full of hurt and pain and struggle. And all of a sudden make it a new creation. That he can forgive. At one time he couldn't, but now he can. He can walk down a different path and handle things totally different now. Respond to life and its circumstances and everything about it with a power of forgiveness. This is good for the whole church. This is good for the whole body. We all need to forgive. And we all need to be forgiven. Because we've all been on both sides of the fence. Thank God, hallelujah, with the breath of God on our lives that we can forgive. Instead of letting the devil win, God can win. The goodness and the mercy of the breath of Jesus Christ upon our lives. Making us victorious. Because he led the way and made a way where there seemed to be no way. He's the way maker. He's the way maker. Lord bless you this morning. Appreciate all in the house of God today. Thank you, Brother Rouse. God bless you, man. You know, very easily yesterday, Brother Rouse could have, his truck messed up on him, and man, it could have really got him all sideways and mine 10,000 miles away and all that other, but he didn't let it. Praise God. I thought about it, and then he mentioned it. I wasn't going to mention it, but he did. So, because it wasn't funny, but it was. When I went back out there, he told me, he said, you know, he said, you don't have to take the tongue off my trailer now. He said, but hey, you didn't have to mess with my truck, though. <laughs> so let's pray that they can get that thing fixed, and God bless them there. But I'll tell you, God has, has really anointed and blessed Brother Rouse for us. Time's right. The season's right. And he's walking in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Sister Rouse. God bless you. Singing, working, doing the work for God. Love each one of you. Appreciate all that's here. Come back tonight. 5.30 prayer time, 6 o'clock service time. I believe the Holy Ghost is going to be in this house in such a beautiful and a powerful way. Because God loves us with an everlasting love. God bless you this morning. Appreciate you. God bless you. You're dismissing the fear of the Lord.